Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Say you're sorry. <laughs> I'm, come, so, I'm so sorry. I come over there and make it better. Yeah, I come over there. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Alabama. I got to go skip barber first, but then I'm going to come I'm over. I'm going to go to skip barber. I say, I'm so sorry. I'm going to go shop at the Concord Meal, see, uh, go into the Bass Pro Shop, pick up a new hanger stand, and then I'm going to come over there. And- <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think? Did he get up? I mean, of all things to say. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Family picnic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> more than just potato salad. Are you kidding me, Mike? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download with my co-host, Mike Davis. We are in the Bojangles studio. In front of us are the Lionel Diecasts. Hey, Mike, I noticed we have two of the same. You know that one they gave me for the 75th greatest drivers? I remember that. We now have two of those up here. Wow. How did Re- we do that? A little repetitive. I like the one that they gave me for being one of the 75 greatest drivers of all time. Yeah. That one is uh, just a normal one, but this one is because of being the 75 greatest drivers of all time. This is the real car. That's the show yeah. car. Yep. One represents being the 75 greatest drivers of all time. One is just a regular die cast, <laughs> even though they look the same. <laughs> Well, Hard as long as you know which one is which, I guess that's all that matters. Hard to tell the difference. Hey, you just really wanted to talk about being a 75 drivers man, of all time. Hey, at Darlington, they got they sent me an invite. We're going to Darlington. What are you going to do? Mother's Day. Yeah. So got to do got to do something special the day before for my wife. Yes, you do. Um, and then I get to go to Darlington on her day. There you go. Um, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. A bunch of drivers will be there, also being celebrated. 
Uh, I think we're given the command to start the engines. I'm, mm. I mean, it's just I'm can't wait. Yeah, start warming up those. It's vocal perfect, cords. man, because I don't like being like the one person in the room doing the one thing. But with it, when it's a group, so much fun. So you, like if you you'd were, have been good in a choir, yeah. but not doing a solo. That's right. You said it. <laughs> so, um, anyways, man, Denny Hamlin came up with this amazing idea. Right off the top of the show, we're going to talk about this. I love this idea, and I think it's going to catch on like wildfire. Out of control. Do you have a firm grasp on this, Mike? Because this is about to go off. Oh, no, I, I don't have a firm grasp you, on it. Help me. I'm telling you, man, what Denny Hamlin has created, Denny Hamlin's created this thing called the Bracket Challenge. He talked about it on his social media, and now it's, it's, it's going to become a reality. It starts today. Today. All right, at 10 a.m. That's right. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, which I hope you are. It's happening. It's already happened. you got to go sign up now. Yeah. So cutoffs, right? It cuts off right before the start of the race on Sunday at Kansas, all right? That's right. All right. But this is going to, you know, repeat. This is a five-week bracket. How long is the bracket? Five weeks. Okay. Not counting the all-star race. Okay. The bracket is five weeks, and then it reboots. Well, that's up to us. Let's see how well, it goes. Certainly, it'll would you reboot. like to? Yeah, let's see. Let's see if uh, if well, it catches on. Mike. Hey, listen, this is in the hands of the listeners, hands of the fans. Let me just tell you, you don't have to worry about it. Okay, this is going to be very popular. Okay, man, I'm just telling you, <laughs> this is going to blow up. This is going to be fun. Listen, everybody's going to be doing this. This is going to be the new way that people entertain themselves through the regular season. That's a right. regular season that is because of the playoffs lost a little luster, right? Uh, this is going to be a way to uh, infuse some awesome energy uh, for for fans and people that follow the sport. Uh, and and I think this I f- just filling mine out was fun and it was easy and you it was one quick. Out. I filled one out easy and quick. Mike, where can this is at Junior Motorsports? Where is this? Dirty, Dirty, Dirty Mo, Mo Media. Media. DirtyMoMedia.com slash Bracket Challenge. DirtyMoMedia.com. If you just go to DirtyMoMedia.com, you will find your way Why to the Bracket Challenge. Why did you just challenge. do slash Bracket? Why did you change? Why did you name it Bracket Challenge? That's just more to type. Well, you know what? I don't know, Dale. I I, I didn't really go put that much. Y'all should have had me in the room when y'all were talking about this. Should have. Yeah. You know what? Look, bracket challenge. Hey, I went on the website to fill out my bracket. I'm starting to try to fill this son of a bitch out, and it ain't working. Mike's like, you got to hit this button. What's the button you got to hit? What's it say? It's It's been fixed now. It's not even worth bringing up. It's been fixed. Wait. You got to listen. To enter the bracket, you have to click an orange button. It says orange button. It says click this to enter the bracket. (laughs) Nobody else in the history, including Dalton Greco's dad, who is quite capable of missing the orange button, he even saw the orange button. There's one person on the planet that did not see the orange button. Went right to the bracket. You. Well, I was so eager to play this new bracket challenge yeah. that Denny Hamlin has dreamed up in his sleep that I opened it up on my iPad, and that big orange button is really small on an iPad. <laughs> now, you playing this shit on your phone, it's a giant-ass orange button. But when you open it up on your iPad, <laughs> it's tiny, man. And I was so eager, I skipped right past that mug, and I went right to the bracket. Hey, Tiff, am I wrong or am I right when I said I texted you and I said, let's get on a call? We have found somebody that missed the orange button. <laughs> yeah. Guess who it is? Dale <laughs> you damn Jr. Right. But that's okay. We got it fixed. Listen, you got the, this is the thing I want people to understand. Yes, it's just like March Madness. You cannot submit a bracket for this particular contest after the first race starts. So you've got this week. This week. This is it. Starting right now, 
to the end or t- till Sunday when the race starts, it is closed off. The people that have submitted a bracket, you are in the contest, and there are some cool prizes to win. We're giving away a lot of stuff here, and so and it's not just a one person. And it's a it, you accumulate points based off your picks. It's just like March Madness, but this is for five weeks starting with Kansas. So you got to enter this week. And Dale, you've entered. Yeah. You hey, can't win. Hey, what I'm hearing from you is I can too f- win. No, you cannot. Bullshit. You haven't seen the rules. You tricked me, man. I wouldn't have filled that shit out if y'all didn't know I couldn't win. Well, that kind of bullshit is this? Neither can I. Man, what a, I'm, I'm going on a cussing tirade. Yes, you are. I am angry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you yeah. can't win. I'm angry about that. But I do. I, That's bullshit. So, but, I, so as we're playing, I'm not going to see my name at the top of the list? That's not true. You can. If you, you can accumulate points and everything, you just cannot win the prize. Receive the prizes. Oh, okay, fine. Who gets it second? Who's going to get oh, it you this think time? Are you predicting a win Who's already? Who's going to get it? God. Second place? Why do you, who did you pick I'm win? just saying, in the event that I win, who is getting the freaking prize, Mike? Tiff, explain People want to know. The, the, the t- listeners t- are dying to hear this answer. Tiff, you help us out here. You're going to be the adult. <laughs> Somebody's got to be. This is morning's going off the rails. Oh, it is not. It kind of is. Okay. All right, so... <laughs> Let's step back for a minute. We've got um, a $500. (laughs) We have a $500 grand prize up for grabs. So it's a $250 gift card to NASCAR.com Superstore and $250 prize pack that has some awesome Dirty Mo Media gear and some Denny Hamlin gear. Uh, Some of it's going to be signed by Denny. Some of it's signed by Dale. And then we're giving 11 additional winners a hat signed by Denny and Dale. And the reason for Dirty the $250 gift card for the NASCAR, we just don't want Denny fans or Dale fans right. to to enter the contest. I mean, you can be a Chase Elliott fan, and there, hey, there's plenty I'm of reason to a, enter I'm a and try to Byron win. Byron fan. All right, that's William Byron fan. My sh- that's who's winning oh, my shit. That, that's yeah, who you got? That's who's taking me to the house. All right, we're William Byron. The, we're going to the top. Who was Willie in your B. final? Huh? Who did Willie B? Willie and Chastain. Oh, Chastain. Yeah. Say you're sorry. <laughs> I'm, come, so, I'm so sorry. I come over there and make it better. Yeah, I come over there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Alabama. i got to go skip Barber first, but then I'm going to come I'm over. I'm going to go to skip Barber. I say, I'm so sorry. What I'm a, so what sorry. What a random. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to go to – I'm going to go over to uh, – I'm going to go get me a Big Mac, and then I'll be over there. Right, later. right. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't, no. I'm going to go shop at the Concord Mill, see uh, – go into the Bass Pro Shop, pick up a new hanger stand, and then I'm going to come over there and help. <laughs> Right, right. I got to go pick up some laundry yeah. first, and then um, you know, after that, I gotta, yeah. Oh man, he don't have enough miles in his vehicle to go say I'm sorry and make visitations to everybody that he has wrecked. <laughs> uh, man, anyhow, anyway, all right. Yeah, so the bracket, y'all, the bracket. This this is gonna be fun, and I predict that um, I predict that this bracket idea is going to uh, be bigger than everybody realizes because. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm kind of pumped. I, it's, it's, it's a way – so NASCAR has struggled, in my mind, to really grasp or, or get a hold of the fantasy aspect of our sport. Now, there's multiple ways to play fantasy in NASCAR, right? There's, there's, there's legal betting on certain websites. You can go – I'm part of the NBC League on NASCAR.com where we you know pick our five drivers and a guy in the garage every week and – it's fun. It is a good time. But I don't know that it's been done as successfully as we see in other sports. I don't know that it's caught on with our listener base 
at such a massive level, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this bracket challenge, man, uh, could be really fun because now at this race next week at Kansas, man, I'm going to be watching all of these battles between different drivers to see, hey, man, is my guy, am I winning across the board, right? I yeah. sent you my bracket, Mike. You did. Yes, you and did. And so this is going to be fun. And it, and as it whittles through the weeks, right, it's only five weeks, and we'll reboot it and have another bracket. I'm certain we will. Uh, it gets easier because you have less brackets as you're whittling it down to finally uh, in the fifth week, a battle amongst just two drivers. That's right. And I, I did not, you know, obviously you don't sit out there and go, okay, I'm going to pick, I'm going to, I'm going to run Willie B all the way to the finals and I'm running Chastain all the way to finals. I just literally went, well, I think that driver can beat that driver. That's I think right. That driver can beat that driver. And that's what happened. Specifically at those racetracks. Like, you know, you got Almondinger in there, but if he's not at a road course, I'm going to probably yeah. pick, you know, whoever he's going against. They're seated based off points. You just threw Almondinger under the freaking bus. I'm sorry. That's, I, I filled out a bracket too. Mike went hard to the paint over Almondinger, man. Woo, man. I hope you don't hear that. I hope he does. <laughs> I hope he does. All right, let's move on. Hey, um, I got to go to the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Okay. I am really uh, – I'm, I'm nervous. You know why? No, I tell us. Well, I'm going uh, – Rhett's not going with me. No, last, Rhett's not this going. This will be my third year. Yeah. Last two years I've done it with Rhett. I got to go – I'm going to the Derby. Uh, they got me doing uh, probably four or five hits throughout the show. Um. And I wrote some notes down here um, <clears throat> before I go to the Derby. I got my uh, I got my I got my clothes ready. Oh, thanks, okay. Thanks Good. to Amy, I got a little stain on my pants. I got to work on. There's some kind of a I think I wore these last year actually, and there's this little thing right above the knee. <clears throat> got to work on that. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, got to get my neck trimmed. Yeah. Yeah. Clean that can't, up. Right. Can't, can't be looking rough. Might wipe my teeth a little bit. I brush yeah. them even. I brush them. Oh, got twice it. a day. Um. And I got to remember to take my ears. To do my what? Earbuds. Take your earbuds. My earbuds. Yeah, that's right. Because you so, don't want to use somebody else's. Well, if you don't bring your own, they have the, you know, they have a pair. You don't know where they've been. But one of the one of the cool things that I'm excited about for this uh, derby, you know, with Rut, usually me and him are running around doing, you know, just trying to find fun things to check out, right? And I've really enjoyed that. But I leave there with a lot of questions. Mm. about like man what is the jockey thinking uh what is important that happens that day uh you know for example uh when they go into the gate right to get the horses into the gate well there's always that one horse that kind of struggles at the end to get in there it's delaying the start of the race just momentarily so is the guy that got in there first a little annoyed about that or is that okay is his horse uh you know is is that is that change the mental approach of the horse at all that he's standing there waiting on this last horse is the fact that the last horse is struggling a good thing bad thing not a big deal whatever for that horse yeah is he gonna be fast we don't know right yeah. so is the jockey like uh this is not a good this right is not good or ah, i want to be last he's wound up yeah yep. hell yeah this he, is awesome. yeah um so anyways i got to talk to jerry bailey one of the most if not the most successful jockey um in in the last several decades uh dude's incredible he's part of the nbc team and I got to ask him a lot of questions. He came over to the, the Western town. We sat down, and I got to sit with him and talk to him for about an hour. We're going to show about two and, a half, two and a half minutes of that on the Derby. But you can see the full interview on some of NBC's social stuff and on their websites and whatnot. But anyways, I get to go into the 
um, the jockey's room. I went in there last year, but I was watching a video on YouTube, and they have a closet back there that has all of the jerseys. I mean, it is 2,000 jerseys. You know these things are really colorful and unique, right? The jerseys, right? The silks, as they call them. This room is full of them things. And they have a sauna in the back, and Jerry says that when he gets to the racetrack, the first thing that he does when he gets to the racetrack, the first thing he does that morning is get on a scale. And then he goes to the sauna. And he sits in there for 30 minutes or more to lose one and a half to two pounds. And he says he almost has to get in that sauna just about every day he races. Yeah. To cut weight. Yeah, just to lose a pound or two. <clears throat> and so, um, and he says, man, he's weighing himself all day long. He doesn't eat hardly anything, maybe a little fruit. Pretty incredible. Uh, and these, you know, one of the other things that I, I'll talk about this on the Derby, but some of those guys, most of the guys that are racing in the Derby are going to run a half a dozen to a dozen races that day. Different horses. That's right. That they, is crazy to me. Right, right. So that's crazy to me. So, they get hired by these horse owners to hey run man, the horse. Yeah. If I got, I was thinking that if I got a horse that's getting ready to run a Derby for three million bucks, and it's, it's, I've been working on this horse for two, three years to get here. And this is our day. My damn jockey ain't going to be riding no other horses and doing other shit. Like, mm. but, you know, they do. I never thought that jockeys that rode in the Kentucky Derby did anything but that, that day. And, but they're riding all kinds of races, which is probably great because they're learning the track, understanding the conditions, um, getting a little bit, you know, getting loosened up. Um, maybe, in, in, you know, in a way how running the Xfinity race or truck race might help a cup driver. Oh, boy. I couldn't believe that, though, man. They run like nine, 12 races that day. Right, right. Shoot. Yeah, it's a full day. I know, but the derby is so important and so much on the line. It surprises me that the the trainers and owners of the derby horses are good with that. Well, the trainers, and uh, certainly on the trainers, I don't know about the owners, but the trainers are probably training horses yeah. all the way through those races. Yeah. You know, they got a bunch of horses they train. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to that. They're going to let me do a little more, instead of sort of our – traditional stuff that me and Rutt would do, they're going to get me a little more inside baseball. That's what I'm looking yeah. forward to. Yeah. Um, the one thing, though, is, man, it's so intimidating. Everybody that's on the NBC team that's there, they know so much about it. And I am, like, one of the people that know the least about it. Right? Admittedly, I'm fish out of water. And so, you know, I, it's, it's tough to bring anything unique to the broadcast because everybody there is so, so damn knowledgeable. But anyways, I'm looking forward to it. Going to be doing the Derby this weekend. I kind of like it because it feels like I'm getting back to work, getting back into the NBC thing. I'm excited about getting back in the booth here in a couple weeks. We'll be back in the booth at Nashville at the end of June for the NASCAR, for the cup races. Are you uh, going to the Indy 500? Yeah, I was just going to say, in between that, we're doing the Indy 500, I believe. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be there. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or the property. It's the location and neighborhood, Dalton. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when we say in-depth, we're talking deep in-depth. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, 
numbers, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, a home, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, Mike, I wanted to talk about something you might not be ready for me to discuss on this show. Um, I came to you with an idea of a really, really cool show. And I came to you with this idea, and I want to tell people about it. We're not going to dive into it too deep, but I just want to give people an idea so they can anticipate, get excited. Okay. All right. I came to you with this idea. When my grandmother passed away, my aunt and most of the family was kind of going through the house, seeing some, you know, seeing what was you know, shoved under beds and in closets and here and there, right? My aunt uh, Kay found these two scrapbooks loaded with news articles that she put together during my dad's rookie year in 1979 and in 1980. So she's literally, like, every day if she found an article, she actively searching articles in the local papers and so forth about dad's seasons as a rookie in the cup level. He's not the seven-time champion. He's not the intimidator. He's just this brash, raw, flawed rookie driver and just getting his big break. And she really, this thing, these books document um, that season. Now, you know, you can go and, and find information about Dad's career and how he did that year, and we all know who Dad is. But one thing that I love about these articles is there's some there's, they're full of quotes, and it's Dad talking about, what you know, what kind of nickname he'd like to have? You know, they called Daryl Waltrip Jaws, and they said, "Man, you know, Daryl is Jaws. What do you want to be?" You know, he would become the Intimidator, would become one of the biggest icons in the sport. But we get to hear this guy, you know, blush and talk about, "Oh man, you know, if I was Jaws too, I, I would, I would, that'd be good enough for me." <laughs> um, there's just a bunch of great little content there, and I came to you with an idea about putting together a mini-series, if you will, um, uh, you know, a, a, a short, multi-episode series about th- that season, the 79 season, and the 80 season. We're already actively working on that. Yep. I want everybody to know about that. Yep. We don't have a title for it yet, but you're going to love this. I'm going to narrate all – I'm going to – we're, we're going to get together, me and you, Bobby Marcos, we're all going to write a script uh, that I'll, I'll loosely follow and narrate this season. Yep, based off of all the scraps, all the, yeah. all the newspaper clippings, and also a lot of other little things that, uh, that, that you and Bobby are uncovering yeah. that we don't even know about, and it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, fun. it's fun. It is fun. I think it'll be a great way for if you, you, know, if you've, you, know, if you want to sit down and w- listen to a couple of you know, hour, hour and a half, two-hour episodes in a, in a three-, four-part series and really get a deep dive into the 1979 season. And it's going to be not just Dad, you know, the, the – this is when Dale, uh, David Pearson and Wood Brothers busted up after the Darlington mistake on Pitt Road. Uh, we had the Daytona 500 with the fight. Yep. Kel Yarborough, Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of that, and uh, it'll be a fun. It'll be fun just to see the reception that this gets. I'm excited about it, and uh, can't wait to start. You know, telling people more about it, and finally, you know, putting it out there. But we're going to work on this. We're going to get it right. We're going to do it well. And what you hear, I believe you're going to love. Um. Did I hear that this month – let me go look here. I saw something on uh, NASCAR's feed, Nationals 
mental health awareness. Oh yeah, and that, it's like mental health month. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, I really, I really um, like that NASCAR is bringing some, uh, you know, bringing a shining a spotlight on that mental health. Mental health is really, really important. And I just wanted to take a quick second to. I'm an analogy type person, Mike. Um, here we go. NASCAR recognizes the month of May as Mental Health Awareness Month throughout the month and every day. NASCAR aims to educate, provide support, and fight the stigma surrounding mental health. So. I am a analogy kind of person, right? I always use analogies, and sometimes for better or worse, they're good, they're bad. I always, you know, as a mechanic at a dealership, you'd bring your car in, I'd service your car. You'd need oil changes. You don't service this car, your car's going to break down. If you don't change the oil, you don't do regular uh, service on your transmission and so forth, it's going to give you problems. And sometimes your car breaks. Sometimes your car has a problem, and you, and, and you bring it to the service mechanic, and he takes care of it. That's the way I look at therapy, right? I've been I've taken therapy multiple times for different reasons throughout my life, and I look at that as sort of getting a service mm-hmm. of my mental health, right? And um, me and Amy have have you know working on our own relationship have uh, had to you know had to seek out that type of help uh, in the past, and it's been extremely helpful to both of us. So. You know, helping me understand as as a man how to be a great husband, how to be a great father. Um, but anyways, I just I think I'm so proud of NASCAR for being able to uh, you know to 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 put that tweet out and shine a light on on what this month's all about. Uh, and you know, if you're having some difficulties, if you're having a hard time getting your thoughts together, um, I I truly believe that there's somebody out there, uh, you know that can help you. Um, there's therapists all around within driving distance to be able to go see, talk about the things that's bothering you. And I, you will be surprised. I was, man, when I first, you know, I went to therapy as a young, young boy, but then later in my life, I thought, man, I don't really need that. I don't, I don't, I I can figure this out or there's nothing wrong with me. Um, but man, you know, when you finally go sit down with somebody and say, "All right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it a shot," uh, it's really interesting how they can help you see um, see the world from a different perspective, understand someone else's challenges, put your you know, not be so selfish about certain things, um, not be so hard on yourself about certain things. But what I learned in you know in therapy over the course of my life is really really helped me. And so whenever I feel like that I need that tune-up, right? I need to go get that service. I need to go get, you know, get a hold of some things or sort some things out or I'm having a, you know, I'm having a tough time managing an issue on my own. Um, that's where I go to get, get that sorted out. So anyways, just wanted to draw a little, uh, shine a little light on that. NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor. Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history, with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display, 
On Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, gonna, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open i don't want to miss a thing yeah you, you know you gotta act quick yes and when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for a business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up mm. so what's the best way to do that zip recruiter ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So this past Saturday was, uh, well, actually Sunday was Isla's fifth birthday, my daughter Isla, and we had a party on Saturday. Um, before the party, though, man, I want to tell you about this. Did we talk about the slip and slide? No. On here. So everybody, you know, who hadn't went down a slip and slide in their time? Who hasn't been injured on a slip and slide? Injured? <laughs> Hell goodness. Yeah. All yeah. right, so... I got. We're gonna do a slip and slide. Friends are coming over. This wasn't on the birthday party, but this is a, this is a week or two ago. And I got to I got to I got to tread def, very lightly here. Okay. I don't want to say anything. Gets me in trouble. Mm. We may have to have Amy come back. We'll see. What'd you do? To be determined. <laughs> um, I don't want to have to. I don't. I'm not intentionally doing things to bring Amy back in here every Thursday, but. I just got to say, man, I got, we get a slip and slide. I get this thing out. It's rather short, you know, in my opinion. You know, I, I think slip and slides should be, I don't know, 30 feet long, at least, you know, something like that. This thing's short, all right? Okay. Just just gets down a hill from here to the door, not far at all. I'm thinking, well, you know, they're going to end all, they're going to end up in the yard, at the end of this thing, it's going to mess up the yard, get a little muddy down there, um, and let's get a tarp. So I get a big tarp and put it at the end of the slip and slide. That's, that's, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, so I extend the length of this thing. Perfect. They go down the slide. I got it turned on. They're going down. And Isla goes down at one time and walked back up the side of the slip and slide in the grass, and an ant got her. And went up her leg and bit her. Like that. Just like that. And, I mean, it's been two damn minutes. And she is, this ant bite is a serious problem. She's crying. we got to go inside. 
we are done with the slip and slide. Now, her friends played with it another 5, 10, 20 minutes max. Wow. And then that's it. I had, and then I got it. I had to fold it all back up. And it's just sitting off on the side of the yard now. What the hell am I going to do with that thing? Bring it here. We'll use it. <laughs> I love slip and slides. God. Alex, you do it slip and slide. I love slip and slides. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I like where your head's at. You. I don't think you're a man unless you immediately think on how can I extend this slip and slide. And if you did it right, you did it on a hill. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know. You, got, you had I'm kids. I'm just saying, look, I, you know what? I'm not upset at Isla. I'm not upset with anything, anyone. But I, I, every day I get up and I look out there at that slip and slide folded up on the side of the damn yard. Yeah. And I'm, it, it angers me for some reason. You feel like you wasted, wasted a good slip and slide? I'm like, I want to throw that damn thing in the trash. That's not what I need to do, though, is it, Mike? No, no, no. Don't throw it away. You're bringing up a point. I think I, I think I'm tracking with what you're putting down. Cause see, I uh, could it be, could it be this? Could it be this that's bothering you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my kids have bikes. Yeah. We we would spend all day on our bike. You know, back in the days, right? Yeah. You know, you put the cans on the wheels yeah. to make the motorcycle sound. Hell you'd, yeah. You'd, you'd do stuff to your you'd. You'd, you'd uh, doll it up, you, you know, you'd accessorize yeah. it, whatever it is. Your bike was everything. Yeah. I can't get mine to go out there for more than five minutes and ride these dang things. I got tricycles and shit just sitting idle and in the it, damn and driveway. It, and that bugs me. Now, is it? it's like, wait a second. Isla doesn't recognize the slip and slide was a rite of passage. The slip and slide was one of the all-time great toys. It's almost like looking at a big wheel and going, eh, that yeah. doesn't look interesting enough. Wait, whoa, kid. There's some toys. To Isla's just- credit, now, had the ant not bit her, I think she'd have went up and down that damn thing, and we'd have been playing there for a while. But I'm with, I know it's, you're, you're kind of, you, you definitely, you're definitely tracking on the right path. I got tricycles sitting in the yard. Unt- Unyu- un- unused. Touched. Right. Right. What is what? that? Well, yeah, it's unacceptable. <laughs> Rusting away. <laughs> Rusting away. Um, the other thing too, man. I mean, so Isla has a birthday. We're we're um, you know, we're getting all kinds of toys, and and she's into uh, she's you know she's watching uh Gabby's Dollhouse. She's into Gabby's Dollhouse. It's a cartoon. Okay. So in into the house. You know, friend, we had friends come over. It was awesome. A lot of her schoolmates. So I'm talking to parents that I'm I'm kind of getting to know for the first time. I see them in the hall at the school when we pick the kids up. But we don't, you know, we're not, we ain't never hung out at a birthday party. So this is awesome. We're having some beers. The kids are playing. We got a bouncy house. Everything about that was awesome. All of the toys that come, whether I don't care, my sister brings them. We. Our, the toys that we have given Isla for her birthday, they have all these tiny little freaking pieces that mm. end up everywhere. Mm. Oh man, the anxiety! I so there, there's a you know there's a dollhouse and it comes with let's just say teacups and plates and seats and stools and all the things that you would do to furnish a dollhouse and in freaking one 24 hour period. That shit is strewn from one end of the house to the next. Yeah. It ain't nowhere near the dollhouse. It's no longer part of the fucking dollhouse experience. Oh. Now we just got shit. Just, I, I don't know. I mean, Cussing mad. I just don't know <laughs> how to manage my frustrations over that. Are you talking about pieces that just like 
you know, in the dollhouse, there's a set of teacups. Are you talking about pieces that you have to, no, no, you no. need to the put it together? No, no, the, the little teacups. Just all the stuff that comes all with it. All the little teeny yeah. things that right. come with it right. end up carried away and over here and in this room and in this room and underneath the couch and uh-huh. and on the coffee table. Yep. And I'm like, well, no, 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 no. Like, my mind goes, if I see this shit and it ain't where it ain't near the dollhouse or in the dollhouse, I'm putting it in the trash. I know that's ooh, wrong. I know ooh, that's wrong. Wow. I feel I feel bad for even feeling that way. Yeah. Oh, oh <clears throat> overreach. Well, they ain't never gonna look at the teacup lit sitting in the laundry room and go, Oh, that belongs in my playhouse in my room. Let me take it there. I had a situation where you got my kids a, a if kitchen I don't, set and my hot dog one of the plastic hot dogs was in my toolbox. I'm not picking the hot dog up and putting it back. No. I'm throwing this damn thing away. They right. obviously don't care that it's there. They're not missing it. Until they know that you threw it away. They never do. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do, parents? I want to know because, damn it, if it's if it was up to me. Now, I don't throw this stuff away because Amy does not prefer that. Amy wants, you know, if they're going to, you know, they Amy's like you. Like they might, they're going to wonder where the teacup is one day. Yeah, one day they're not going to have the whole set. They're going to wonder where yeah. it is. Um. I don't believe that is the case, but Amy doesn't want to throw it away in case they do say, hey, man, where's the parts to all this? Remember what Nicole was doing Ugh. on that FaceTime when she was like, where's my chicken nuggets? And you're like, the dog ate them. Yeah. And she's like, well, where's my chicken nugget? And you're like, they're gone. The dog yeah. ate them. That'll be the way it is with the teacup or whatever it is, that accessory. One day they're going to come ask for them. You're going to say, gone. it's gone. And they're going to not Va- be able to process Va- that. And they're going to like, well, find it. And you're Va- like, I can't find it. It's gone. Vacuumate it. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah, I don't like stepping on the dang little t- toys. Well, I mean that's a, that's a, that's obvious uh, with with that kind of thing. There, yeah. But I mean that's how I find them most times. Is like I kick something or step you, on it. Are your girls in the Legos? Yeah. Not yet. Oh yeah, step on one of them things. Well, of course. I mean everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's a common uh, common thing that people complain about is stepping on Legos. How uncomfortable it is. But I truly need. To figure out how to manage the frustrations over this because I don't like little <laughs> laying everywhere. I like things to look clean, organized. I like stuff to go where it goes. You know, that's this is how the 10 millimeter socket gets lost. This is how the <laughs> quarter inch wrench gets <laughs> lost. This is how. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I think you need therapy. <laughs> I yeah. think you got mental health problems. <laughs> Honestly, I promise you, if I could sit on that couch with a therapist right now, that's what, in ten minutes I'd have this figured out. <laughs> it's thanks for coming up. But I'm gonna carry this shit around all day. Right? <laughs> you will. <laughs> um. Anyways, the the birthday party was really really good. Isla is now five. And I can't even believe that. We are now at the age where it's time, Mike, to plan the trip. What does that mean? Where do you go when your kid turns five? Like a daddy-daughter trip? No. A vacation? Family. Family trip? Everybody. Where do you go? Oh. Come on, man. This is the place. Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You going? It's time. It's time. Time to get serious about that. They'll love it. Oh, yeah. Now, I think Isla has been there for like we did a half a day, Uh, but she was two. We were a stroller. We were, yeah. We went into the, uh, what is that one that scares the shit out of them when they're too young? It's a small world or no? It's, uh, there's one ride. It, you go in, you sit in a teacup or something, you kind of go through this little cavernous dark area, but it's supposed to be cartoony, but the, it's a bit morbid. I can't, it's a small I've world. I've never I heard of it's, it's a small world scaring anybody. There's, I mean, these, it's one these of those. Things are singing to you the whole it's time. It's one of those. Amy would remember it immediately. Yeah. Uh, but we took Isla and she's, 
clinging to my ass like something's coming to get her, which I liked. You know, he's getting free hugs. But ha- haunted mansion? No, no, no. We would not do that. <laughs> but this is a kid's ride. This is literally for Space like Mountain. toddlers. <laughs> and it obviously, you know, it's like a 50 50 chance whether they're going to love it or <laughs> be that, that scared over yeah. it. Um, anyways, yeah, it's time for us to get serious about this trip. Isla needs to go. I think five is the right age. Of course, the, you know, Nicole's going to go as well, but we'll, we'll make a return trip. When she gets gets old enough, five is that. Hey, they're old enough to get it. They're old enough to do stuff, see stuff. Want to, you know? I want to meet princesses. Yeah, princess princesses. That's right. That right? Yeah, and they yeah. know they who they that. are. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, we five did all that. Five is the age. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I got uh, some great news about the Cars tour. Okay. Yeah, we had great viewership for our Hickory show. Nice. Um, it ran a little late. But we had some really, really good numbers for that. I am so excited about the growth and excitement around the Cars Tour. I know that we're going to have um, in our Thursday show. We'll do that short. Uh, we'll do that grassroots recap um, with Hannah. But uh, just wanted to mention to everybody, remind everybody, Ace Speedway is coming up this weekend. Ace Speedway uh, is on a Friday night on Flow for the Cars Tour and. That is the last race before we go to North Wilsboro where I'll be racing the Sundrop car again. And the Sundrop car is going to be out there along with maybe around a, close to a half dozen cup regulars, some with championship trophies in their homes. Mm. Uh, and they're all going to be competing against some of the best in the Cars Tour for late model stock. And our pro class is going to be there as well. So our pro series, man, is growing. I'm excited about that. We had so many cars. We had... 72 cars come to Hickory between the two classes. Uh, Hickory was banging, man. It was awesome. Full crowd in attendance. All kinds of people tuning in on flow at home. There's good momentum in the Cars Tour. Ace this weekend and Friday, and then we're going to North Wilkesboro on May 17th, I believe. And which one is Kenny Wallace going to race? Kenny is going to race at Tri-County on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so Kenny's coming into town to work the Charlotte race. He's going to do that um, trackside live. Yep, yep. You know, show they're bringing back. Marcus Smith is having Kenny come to Charlotte Motor Speedway that morning on Sunday. Well, the night before Saturday, right around the same time, the Cup cars will be practicing at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Tri County is going to be holding a thirty thousand to win Cars Tour event. Mm. It's our biggest race as far as payment. Uh, for the winter. It's about an hour and 20 minutes from Charlotte Murder Speedway, just past Hickory, up 40. Um, and hopefully, you know, people that are in town for uh, the 600 might venture over to Tri-County for a little short track action and see Kenny Wallace go up against our best uh, in the Cars Tour. Man, that would be so much fun. I, I do hope people do that. I have noticed... I don't know if it's just because I'm surrounded by you people that, uh, or my, my, my social media uh, timelines, I just follow the right people, but there seems to be this palpable excitement about the Cars Tour mm-hmm. that I've just, you know, between you, Jeff Burton is doing a lot of evangelizing, which is yeah. so cool, and, and there's, I can see results. Yeah. Like, like, there's a general excitement about this tour. I agree, man. It's, uh, it's, we got a long way to go before we get to where we want to be, but um, there's some good excitement. Listen, Cars Tour has been doing some great things for over a decade now, and um, it's it's great to see it continuing to grow. So, 
uh, with that, do we want to jump into some Ask Junior? Yes, we can. All right. Let's do it. Hey, Dirty Mo listeners, this is Dylan Hart Jr. It's May, and you know what that means. The Indianapolis 500 is just around the corner. Thankfully, we have Speed Street with IndyCar racer Connor Daly and comedian Joey Molinero. They're going to get us ready to go. Follow Speed Street so you never miss an episode and get ready for the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. We are live. Hey, everybody. Hold on one sec. Sending a text message to my buddy. Um, We're going to send it live. Yeah, he's he's asking me if I'm going to ride my bike later today, and I'm letting you know I'm probably going to be podcasting. Mm. And uh, just a courteous text. Um, Tony Jr. asked me if uh, there was any testing at North Wilkesboro coming up for the late model stock supers or the pros, but there is no testing scheduled. We're going to go right into the race. When we go there for, I think, May 17th. Let me see. We were just talking about this um, on the show. Yeah, May 17th is the Cars Tour late model stock event at North Wilkesboro. I believe tickets are still available. On the 16th is the Super Late Models and uh, on Tuesday. And the uh, 17th is the Pro and the Cars Tour late model stocks. Uh, the Truck Race is the 19th or maybe the 20th. Anyways, that weekend's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be there for most of it. We're going to podcast from there. We are? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. We I'm certain, all kinds of yeah, stuff I'm playing. certain we'll be doing some fun things. Um, since we've got to practice on Tuesday, yeah, it'll be tough for us to get to the studios. You guys are going to have to come to me. No problem. All right? No problem. Anyways, Ask Junior is being presented to you today by Xfinity. Xfinity is a proud premier partner of NASCAR. We know that. And they also have this 10G network. Yeah. Like, they just shot past everybody. Mm-hmm. Forget six, seven, eight, nine. Um, <laughs> went right to ten. And uh, they're killing it, man. Xfinity does a lot for the sport. They do a lot for us here at the Dale Jr. Download. And um, we're proud to uh, proud to be partners with them. If you don't have Xfinity Internet, you need to give it a shot. If you're kind of wondering or struggling with what you got. Um, I've had it. I've been a customer. I bought it years ago or a couple years ago. We talked about it on this show many, many times. Uh, and I've never had a problem, man. I have it on a remote. I have it at a remote location, so I need to see cameras on there all the time. And I use my phone. Never once has my internet went down. I hate that, man. You'll have that internet where you got to go reboot the router and stuff. Nobody else can do it. You're not there. You can't see your cameras until you get over there and fix it. Such a pain in the butt. Never had that problem with Xfinity. There you go. And anyways. Let's go. All right. First question is, hey, Dale, how cool was it meeting Neil deGrasse Tyson and doing his podcast? I found it to be a neat crossover. Come again? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Do his podcast. Where did I meet him? I don't know. I met him somewhere in an event. We were both going to. Uh, he was he was invited to an event. So was I. And we were, I recognized him and knew who he was. And he asked me if I wanted to do it, go on his show. And we were talking about racing and uh, physics and NASCAR, and he was asking me about you know certain things in our sport. And so uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. Let's do it. So we ended up going on there. I enjoyed it. Guy's super cool, super nice, um, and he's way smarter than I am. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he's he's usually the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> All right. This next one is. Uh, based on your new experiences with Amy and Mike's courageous battle through the Grand Canyon, what is something both of you <laughs> have always wanted to do but haven't gotten the chance to do? Me and Mike? Or both of you guys individually. Or together. Well, um, 
one thing I'd love to do, haven't got the chance to do. Hmm. I think for me, broadcasting the Daytona 500 mm-hmm. would be one thing I'd love to do once. Also, owning a car and pushing it out to the grid for the Daytona 500. Oh, yeah. That'd be pushing cool. a car out to the grid. This is my car. I'm in the Daytona 500. I'm going to, we're going to win this thing. We're going to win this. Like, you know, talking to it like a. Uh, like Harry Hogg. Harry Hogg, yeah. Yeah. I got you a special mesh set of tires. <laughs> We'll shape you like a bullet. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Mike? I could totally see Dale talking to his car. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. That'd be cool. You do you have anything? The, the, this is anything, right? Like, anything. 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 I mean, my my bucket list right now at the top, I want to go to Israel. I want to go to yeah, that's yeah. that's just me personally. Oh, okay. I'm gonna now go, you yeah. open my mind up a little bit. Yeah. Travel. I mean it's traveling. Yeah. Right, right. Traveling I, I want to go I went to Germany to to learn about the Earnharts and I want to go to um, England to learn about the G family, my mother's side. Yep. Um, that would be fun to go. I know kind of where they originated from. And yeah. It'd be cool to go there. Nice. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the race yesterday uh, with Martin Truex Jr. and James Small, they got into a little yelling yeah. match during the race, yeah. and then he went on to win. So, Dale, can you remember any infamous, you know, kind of screaming matches you oh, have yeah. with your crew chief? <laughs> Every week? Did it end up positively like <laughs> Maybe. Martin's? Or? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did I remember him. Okay. Uh, me and Tony Jr. would sound and fight exactly like that. I mean, you know, Tony Jr. and I were uh, we're like brothers. And when we were – you know, the funny thing about it is back in 2004, we were still of the mentality that really no one else was listening to us. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have, uh, you know, scanners were a thing, uh, but social media uh, apps for NASCAR where you can really just mash a button and start listening, none of that existed, right? And so even if we did yell at each other, cuss, rarely did it become a thing. Rarely did it become this public thing. Fans would hear it, maybe chatter about it on web, you know, message boards and stuff like that, but that was about as far as it got. Maybe a writer might comment about it, but they weren't tweeting about it, right? There wasn't none of that stuff existed, and so we felt like we had freedom to be like, "Hey, man, you're an idiot. Uh, I hate this call you made, or fix this freaking car. This car's a piece of crap. Um, you know, I'm trying my ass off. You, do, you, uh, you know, we would get into it, and you had to. God, I'm out of. You're so angry. You know, you're hot. You're miserable." You're fighting this car every freaking corner. You know that going to the next corner is going to do the same stupid thing again. And you're mad about this. And you're like, come on, man. I've been telling you for 200 laps. Fix this thing. And he's like, I've been listening to you for 200 laps. Shut up. I'm tired of listening to you. We're trying. We try things. We try some stuff. We got some new stuff we're going to try. Shut up. Wait till the pit stop. You know? And so, you. <laughs> I'm getting back in that motion, you know, the motion, just thinking about it. Uh, and it was, it wasn't fun. It wasn't not fun. It was necessary. Like, I was talking to Jeb Burton. So, so Rubbin's Racing on Twitter put out this video of me cussing. They're like, ah, oh, Dale Jr., 75 greatest drivers. This is the version of him that they must prefer, me cussing and carrying on. And Jeb Burton sent that to me laughing, and he said, man, it feels so good to push that button. 
<laughs> and he's right. Like, man, I tried yelling into the middle distance, right, without gnashing the button on the steering wheel. It's not as good. It doesn't really, <laughs> It just doesn't do the same thing, right, when no one hears it, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh. And so, uh, yeah, you got to mash that button and cuss the guy in front of you or some other driver on the track, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Regarding the Ross Chastain and Brennan Poole, Kyle Larson thing, uh, this next question is, how, when do you think I'm sorry is not good enough for Ross to get away with it? Yeah. Um, you know, I know I, I, I do believe that Ross is – I do believe that Ross has remorse over that, but I don't know that he – um, knows any other way to drive, you know? Um, what he did was not good. What he did was a mistake. He admitted it. Uh, but I don't know that he knows any other way to race or approach a race or drive, or I don't know that he knows any other way to be behind the wheel, right? Drivers race, no, you know, you're not, you can't expect all drivers to jump in a car and everyone go out there and drive identical, you take everything with you. You take your personality. You take your mental approach. You take whatever's bothering you that day. You take, you know, you got up on the wrong side or the right side of the bed. All that shit goes into that car with you when you strap in to race. And you have good days and bad days. You have good mental state, bad mental state. All of that is going to come out. You see body language. When you're out there racing on the track with other cars, you see body language and you see you see anger and frustration and you see you see a guy who's on a mission and a guy who's just ready to freaking get this race over with. You can tell the way they're making moves and what they're doing with their cars. And some people and most drivers are very consistent in what you see from them, right? And that's just who that's just how Ross races. We raced him in the Xfinity series, Mike. And man, if you run around him enough and bang into him enough, you know, he starts banging back into you and keep he he doesn't let it go. Him remember him and uh it was a uh, Watkins Glen a couple years ago, him and Algar, just yes. it was that was their whole goal. The whole race was just to get each other back. Somebody had to get the last laugh, and you know that's Ross's. Ross's that's who he is. That's who, that's how he's going to be. Um, I think though his I think that he genuinely does have remorse for what happened. Um, because he used to drive for those teams. Not that specific team, maybe, but, like, you know, he used to drive those type of cars. He used to show up and hustle it in, in, in those back marker cars, and he knows what those teams are trying to accomplish and what they're doing and what they're, what they're up against. Um, you know, I think – I don't – I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I don't the – other, the other thing I got to say is I don't, want, I don't want Ross to change <laughs> – I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I love what he's doing. I love him wrecking people, you know, and doing and making mistakes. But gosh, if he's not, if somebody's not doing the things that Ross is doing, God, can we get a few more of those guys? Can we get, (laughs) can we get some more people out there making mistakes? Um, You know, it's a great race. I enjoyed the Dover race. But, you know, that moment with Ross was very entertaining. Can I just add to that? Kyle Larson brought up an interesting point, and he and I agree with him. It's like nothing ever negative yeah. happens to Ross. He yeah. does these things, but he keeps on going, and he dang sure about wins the race yeah. every time. However, Kyle Larson did introduce 
a new way of getting to Ross. Maybe you don't have to kick his butt, like you know these drivers that have no intention of doing anything actually say after a race. But he did did very much disrupt Ross's chance to catch yeah. Martin, and he was coming. Mar- I, he could have really caught Truex yesterday, yeah. but Kyle Larson uh, did pay him back in a way that I did think that, you know, yeah. is completely fair, and he didn't even admit to it, but we all know what he was doing. He yeah. was totally making it hard on him. And so I thought while Kyle Larson said he never suffers anything negative, he kind of did yesterday, and, and it was thanks to Kyle Larson. Yeah. So – yeah, I uh, I think that Ross will have the record for having his having being threatened to have his ass whooped without, without actually, actually getting having his ass whooped. Right, he's right. gonna have that record this year. Um, I know of two off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's one or two more. Just this year, there's been yeah, two. Right. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know that I. I I don't like what he did. I think it was wrong. I, th- I thought it was really. I thought it was equally. Is entertaining what Larson did to beat his progress at late in the race. I'm I, Ross did the mistake he made, wreck and pool, brought us to that moment, which was also equally entertaining. I mean, it is it's part of the drama in the show, right? Um, if Ross doesn't make that mistake and Ross becomes the squire boy, uh, we lose all that. Yeah, not that we love what he did, but do we want to lose it? Yeah. Is actions detrimental? I know this because Denny taped last night at nine o'clock. But is actions detrimental out right now? So Denny, I, producer Travis told us. That, I said, "What did Denny have to say about that?" And he says, "It's interesting." Denny said that what Ross uh, did to Brendan was not too different than what Denny did to JJ um, Yaley. Yeah, he goes, "It was kind of the same thing. The only difference is is that Ross has a track record of continually doing these has things a history of, yeah. and has a history of it." Yeah. So he because he didn't think he did that on purpose, of no. course. Yeah. The way Denny didn't do that on purpose, but yeah. um, you know, yeah. you just start I was, to develop a reputation. That, that's another. You know, I hate to do this, man, but we don't. I would. I would love to see the throttle trace on the fifth on on Pool's car. I'd love to see the throttle trace from many laps before and that lap. I know he was racing the three for position. Maybe you know, maybe he lifted a little sooner than Ross expected. But I mean, yeah, Ross wrecked the. Sh- he drove through him. It's absolutely Ross's responsibility not to do that in that moment. But what? Why did that happen? You would, you would, you know, Ross didn't mean to do it. But how did he end up running in the back of this guy, um, getting into the corner? Um, you know, just a mistake, and 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 trying to learn the, you know, trying to learn particulars about exactly what throttle and all that, how that all happened, might 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 help answer some questions as to how that mistake came about. But. Honestly, man, you know Ross is a Ross has a mentality that he takes inside the car that is his and his, it's unique. And you know we've we've we give him a lot of airtime. We talked about him all last year. Uh, we've talked about him ever since he came in the Cup Series. We've criticized him. We've you know I, I think that as much as we are critical and and, and talk about all the things he does. I really don't want him to do anything different. I don't want, I don't want Ross to change it, how he's racing and what he does. I know, uh, and I wouldn't like to. I wouldn't like to be out there and be mixed up in some of the things that happens. I wouldn't want to be Larson <laughs> in that scenario at all. But you know, as a viewer and a broadcaster and a fan of the race, you gotta have guys like that. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have people out there that are gonna make those mistakes or race people certain a certain way and. 
um, mix it up a little bit, make it entertaining, make it interesting. Yeah. I think that's a good way to end ask, Junior. All right. Yeah, we went long on a couple of answers there. Sorry about that. So if we didn't get your question, I'm certain we missed some great questions today. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. We had a great episode going. We're going to wrap it up here. But T- Tell uh, them real quick, Denny Hamlin Bracket Challenge damn, is now available. Let me do that. Yeah. So While we're still live. Yeah, let me go. Uh, all right. So it's happening right now, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, out. It's, it's, out. it's out. It's out. All right. So it's out right now. Go to DirtyMoMedia.com. Look for the Denny Hamlin Bracket Challenge. Denny's talked about this on his social media, and now it is happening. It's real. Uh, it starts today. It started at 10 a.m., the cutoff is right before the start of Sunday's Kansas race. So you need to get your bracket filled out fully before that race starts this weekend at Kansas. It's a five-week bracket, driver versus driver. You pick who you think is going to beat who each and every week. Pay attention to the racetracks as we go from week to week, and you're picking your drivers, and you'll fill out your bracket. I have William Byron winning this five-week bracket over Ross Chastain. Wasn't intentional. That's how it worked out. Um, I don't know how all y'all are going to feel y'all's out. Good luck running second to me. Um, <laughs> I don't get to win the prize, apparently, because I'm uh, somehow uh, involved. You're in ineligible. This, yeah, ineligible somehow, some way, which isn't fair. But anyways, I reckon it'll go to second place. Uh, Mike has submitted his <laughs> rack bracket as well. I noticed you filled one out, and you spelled your name intentionally wrong, which is I know. Weird. I didn't you know did that that was – some kind of weird thing. Yeah. That was so weird. Yeah, I know it was yeah. weird. I, I I have decisions in my life that I regret, and that yeah. was one of them. Yeah. Mine auto-filled. <laughs> it did? Yeah. Mr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that yeah. was weird. Yeah. Hey, I'm weird. Hey. I am weird, dude. You are weird. Yeah. So, anyways, Denny Hamlin's bracket challenge – this thing right here is going to blow up. This is going to be the way we find entertainment and fun and new joy in watching every single race because now we're watching positional battles between drivers. I can't wait to do this with everybody uh, Sunday. I don't know where I'm going to be. Oh, I'm, no, the Derby is Saturday, right? Is the Derby Saturday? Derby Saturday. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be sitting at home enjoying Good. this. Yeah. Great. I can't wait. That's going to be fun. Denny Hamlin's Bracket Challenge on DirtyMoMedia.com. Just go to the social media handles for Dirty Mo Media. Denny's probably tweeting about it as well. It's easy to find. Make sure you hit the big orange button. What does it say? Big orange button. What does it say? Fill out your bracket. Yeah, I don't know. Enter here or some Click here to enter. Click here to enter. enter. I missed it. (laughs) On an an iPad, it's a small button. On a phone, it's really big. But uh, don't, don't forget to hit that first. All right, everybody. A um, lot of fun today. Talked about a lot of different things, and uh, I hope y'all enjoyed it. This is kind of what I like this show to be, just to catch y'all for whatever the hell's going on. Um, tomorrow, we got a really cool guest coming in here, Bill Davis, car owner in the Cup Series for many, many years, and in the Xfinity Series as well, successful in both, uh, but had a uh, rather um, – interesting exit Mm -hmm. from the sport if you will we haven't seen him in a long time can't wait to talk to him he'll be on the show tomorrow and uh, obviously the thursday wrap-up show don't forget that everybody seems to be enjoying that hopefully you have some more games to play um but anyways everybody have a great day this tuesday and uh may the second we'll see you tomorrow check out check out dirty mode media Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.